Steve, woke up this morning, nine o'clock, had a bit of a lie-in, cloudy skies. I was slightly worried that the, the, the weather was uh, had gone, but it's here. The hey, back to normal once it's burnt through, it's perfect. Bloody lovely, isn't it? Mate. What do you want to do today? Oh, just, I thought, you know, should we have a cruise around? And there's, there's quite a lot of motorhomes and things here this year, big, a big living area, and I've spotted one that says Fei Ho on, on the registration. Oh, should we go and have a word? Let's go. So for the listeners here, we are outside the uh, the living quarters of some of, some of the most famous people at the Isle of Man TT in racing. I can see John McGuinness's motorhome. He's actually, did you know that was, used to be Cal Crutchlow's own motorhome from MotoGP that he's yep. in now? Yep. Uh, Davey Todd has definitely upgraded himself. He, he clearly thinks more of himself than a lot of <laughs> other people do because he's got a, <laughs> a lovely motorhome. Uh, Hickey's down there and right behind Steve is by far the best motorhome. If, come round here, come round here, come round here. Because it says on the old little badge here, it says, roughing it smoothly. Get in. That's how all the women describe dates with what me. What a beautiful... Be- <laughs> <laughs> you have dates, do you? I've had one, I think. <laughs> come on, let's go inside. Come on. So here we are in the motorhome of Faye Ho. Faye, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you very much. Steve, how would you describe this uh, this motorhome? Do you know what? Not quite level. I'm just looking out. I can't come in. Obviously, I'm a brickie. <laughs> so I'm just looking out the window there, and we're a little bit low at the back. Yeah. So uh, for me, I'll, actually, I'll be on the jacks getting it leveled up a little bit. You know. They have actually adjusted it this morning. So. Have you have found that you're rolling, yeah. rolling out of bed in the morning then? You're rolling from one side of the bed to the other? In, uh, in the middle of the not night? really. I mean, It might be Steve's wonky eye, though. Yeah. Probably. A little bit of advice. <laughs> Glass yeah. of water. Oh, right. On the sideboard. Look oh, at the glass okay. and see yeah. how level it is. Okay, I'll do that there later. Every day's a school day, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Too easy. Faye, can we just... Uh, I know no one can see this on the uh, the podcast, but your boots are fantastic. Oh, thank you. You look like you're going to go 12 rounds with Mike Tyson in those. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah they do look a bit, a bit that, boxing-ish. Or, Stu- or Stuart Higgs, one or the other. <laughs> 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 anyway, Steve, where do you want to start this podcast? Well... I'd just like, to, really, to dig deep and ask the question, why? Why I'm here. Or just, not just here, but racing in general, because you've obviously put a massive budget and it must be a big part of your heart. To uh, yeah, yeah, you can say that. Um, I don't know, it's like, I've always f- been fascinated with it and also been kind of around bikes um, since like 2006, seven. Um, I think that's how it kind of all started. Um, and then obviously, previously, I mean, long time ago, um, my very first boyfriend here, I used to ride on the back of him. So, mm-hmm. um, on, on, the road. on the Just road, on the road, yeah. yeah, yeah, he had an Africa twin. So it's right there. And then every now and then we'll go and get like a Ducati or something. And then we'll, I'll ride on the back of that. But I remember, uh, there was one time he, I rode on the back of him all the way down to Wales from London. Nice. Yeah, so I think it's it's maybe something there. It kind of like all started, really. That's when you got kind of hooked. Yeah, in a way, yeah. Yeah. Um, Obviously, you know, coming, sorry, Chris, but coming from, uh, you know, from Macau. Yes. um, With with the massive race there every year, you know, that must have 
floated your boat a little bit. Yeah, it has. But you know, I have to say, when I was living in Macau, I thought Macau was the only race. Really? Yeah. So when I got here to the UK and start going to all the tracks and here, TT and Northwest, and I thought, oh, my God. So many tracks here. I was fascinated. <laughs> you go to different one, you know, through the whole years. Like it's not nothing is the same. But Macau has always been the same every single year. So you kind of get used to it. So I was I was really fascinated when I came here. So sorry, Steve. Just sorry, Chris. Just oh, to finish that off. Oh, yeah, okay. So no, is it is it Whatever. the love of motorcycling? That, that really inspires you or is it a competitive nature? Is it you want to be? Um, I think I'm quite competitive, yeah. Yeah. Um, I probably don't show it aggressively, but I am competitive, yeah. Um, the opposite of Steve then. <laughs> he, he lets everybody know how competitive he is. Do I? Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm more the silent one, so the silent kind of more assassin. tactic silent one. Silent deadly. Yeah, exactly, like that's that. it, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Steve just walks around like he owns a place, telling people he owns a place, and then he owns it for a little bit, and then someone younger and better looking comes along and steals it off of him. But it wasn't you. <laughs> definitely not me. Oh, slightly younger, but definitely not better looking. <laughs> so, Faye, go way back then. So, yeah. tell me about getting brought up. You were born in Macau. Oh, no. I was born in Hong Kong, um, right. actually. And then uh, I went to Macau. Okay. Unfortunately, my parents had a car accident when I was six. So then my grandparents actually um, took custody over my sister and I. Right. And then we kind of went over to Macau and lived since... Until the age of about 14, then I came to school in the UK, like boarding school. How was that? It, because I was so sheltered back in Macau, mm-hmm. um, um, I previously said that my grandfather won't allow me having any play dates. So it was just myself and my sister. So we used to play all sorts. So we have a massive kind of like um, garden area where there's a pool and then there's a bit where you can look at a, a back road that actually a lot of cars go up and down. And we used to get our table, sit there and just write down every single car registration because really? we're that bored. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But unfortunately, it's, you know, um, there's we have so many servants and they're just... They don't want to take responsibility, so they'll rather keep us in the house rather than let us go out. Um, so when I came to the UK, it's like a bird let out of the cage. You went wild. I kind of a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> so you enjoyed it though. I did. Yeah. 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 You felt like it was freedom. It was. Yeah. 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 So boarding school was that? That was girls. All girls. It was all girls school. Yeah. I tell you what, my, my <laughs> wife was the same. She was all girls school, and. I, I, <laughs> I fully understand what Stuart Higgs has to put it with now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell him to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so once you came to the UK, was this home from then on? Um, kind of com- commuting back I and forth? No, I was or? commuting back and forth. Yeah. Um, and then I left school. Then um, I stayed in London um, for a bit. And then I kind of went to New York where I live with my aunt and that's where I kind of met my ex-husband got married had two kids and then I went back to uh, Macau because he was going to work for my grandfather so he uh, worked for a few years and then it just didn't work out so um, but I stayed and that's when all the um, uh, Grand Prix obviously every year November I start going and the first year I went 
back. I think it was 2004 or five. And I started following a car team. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but I remember on the caps they were wearing, it says on the back, said, eat my dust. And I thought, oh, that's quite cool, yeah. actually. But then the following year, I got introduced to all the bikers. I thought, oh, they're more laid back. It's a much more fun Cooler. bunch. Mm -hmm. I thought, you know what? I like this. So then that's how it kind of all started. But if you ask anybody or any who, who riders... Who on the bikes? Can you remember? So I think '09 it was Rico. Yeah. It was the first BMW. Um, yeah. So I kind of sponsored in a, in a small way. Mm -hmm. And then the following year was with Birdie, with Stu Easton. Yeah. Yeah, so I was a oh, bigger yeah. sponsor for that. Yeah, but I used to throw the craziest parties. If you still ask them, they still tell you what the okay. parties are like. <laughs> uh, are we still throwing crazy parties? Are we having a TT crazy party? <laughs> Is this what's happening? Again. <laughs> Again? Did I miss it last year? Did I not get invited? Well, no. Was there a crazy party last year? No, not at the TT. Okay. But Macau's a lot easier for me to organise because ah, okay. we have venues everywhere. Right, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. just a lot easier. You're in charge over there. Yeah. Um, but even BSB, I throw a year-end party every year. Oh, nice. Yeah. So You need to do a TT one. Well, if I win, if we win, I'll they, probably throw one. There you go. You've heard it. Yeah, there you go. Steve and uh, me are on the <laughs> VIP list. So what about, what about the future? You know, you've, you've obviously... Macau yeah. and the Alaman TT, Northwest 200, uh, British Superbikes. Um, any aspirations for any world championship? But does that not float your boat being based um, just in the UK? or? Uh, no, never say never. Um, there's a possibility there. Um, but for me, I like to do something well before I start branch out into other things. Because, you know, for me, it's still... I'm still kind of learning. I mean, I've done quite well, consider the team started in 2021. And, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, I don't like to go into something blind. So I, I like to know my stuff before I go in there. So, um, but yeah, you never know. I'm enjoying it. So that's, that's the main thing, isn't yeah. it? And I think it's brought a lot of, it's brought a lot of attention to the, to the paddock especially yeah. in the TT we saw it last year with when Richard came over with the gas monkey um, livery and yeah. the garage and the sponsorship but the team as a whole the professionalism that's we, we, we were just at your hospitality the professionalism that you bring to it is like another level as well yeah yeah well that's um, that's the vision I have when I actually um, took over uh, Smith's Racing mm -hmm. um, being a female coming into BSB or, you know, any other road racing, um, I knew I had to kind of make a bit of a present. So I kind of invested a lot into the team, yeah. make it look fantastic, a bit like a MotoGP setup. So then people take notice of it. And with the result that we're getting, um, you know, I'm starting to get a lot of people interested, which is the direction that I want to go into, mm -hmm. really. Um, so yeah, it's it's paying off, and we're and we're supporting lots of women in the sport as well. Oh yeah, yeah, got lots yeah. of youngsters coming through. Yeah, Maria's helping you with that as well. Yeah, she's been fantastic having Maria on board. Um, she's really helping the girls and mentoring them, and also with the girls, I'm starting to see a difference in more, 
you know they're more they're putting more effort into their riding they want to you know have uh get results too they're getting you know um more kind of notice so um yeah it's good it's exactly what i wanted because in 2021 or actually 2018 was the first year i went into bsb mm-hmm. i didn't even realize there were so many girls racing <laughs> so they kind of like lost under the radar a bit so i thought well 2021 when i met them i thought well let's bring them out and get people notice them a bit yeah. more you know yeah we definitely need people like that so or like you that's all the, <laughs> that's all the positives what about the negatives what really gets up your nose the most to, to do with racing i mean when they're crashing <laughs> you, you know when i start saying, oh yeah, exactly so so when they when i see the bike start rolling or you know on the gravel on the grass or whatever yeah. i start looking at going oh my god the credit card's coming out already there goes my pair of shoes <laughs> 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 and last time i think pete was where was it a silverstone he crashed a few times yeah. and the bike came back and you should see the boys there goes a pair of La Bouton. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> you, I suppose, you know, you're quite lucky, really, because, well, you're probably chosen for that reason, but Pete and Josh, they're not big crashes, you know, so. No, uh, no, they've been, yeah, they're, they're both, very both, experienced both very riders. fast. Yeah. But, but not kind of generally. No. You, not not the guys you point out for crashing very often. No, no, no. They've been good. I mean, uh, you know, having ooh, having Josh on board has just been, you know, a dream because I wanted him last year. Um, but obviously I understand that he wants to stay with Paul. Um, mm-hmm. But when he actually told me he would like to come over, I thought, oh, wow, this is fantastic. Yeah, because you know, yeah, so. we spoke to him last year and he was he was gutted that he was not riding here. Yeah. But he just didn't have that opportunity with, with Birdie, did he? No. So how have you been... Um, how's the reception been for Faye Ho in all the paddocks, not just the, the Isle of Man TT, oh. coming through and setting up such a fabulous team, um, a good-looking team and a very competitive one? Um, do people, do people, are people negative with you? Or do oh, they, no, they no, no. I mean, quiet? you know, BSB, even TT, ever, I get people, fans coming up to me saying, oh, it's fantastic what you're doing with the girls and mm-hmm. how you're supporting female in racing, you know, um, what you're doing uh, in racing. I mean, even on social media, there's a lot of comments saying, you know, um, apparently I'm a breath of fresh air, you know, coming into the sport and what I'm doing. But I think the way how I actually came into the paddock and how I kind of see myself, how I want to present my team is a bit different to other team owners. Mm-hmm. I'm a bit more approachable and I don't mind actually um, kind of uh, expressing my team out there or, you know, exposing it in a way and letting people see what I'm doing. So I think people can relate to that. They can come up and say and speak to me or, you yeah. know, um, so, and I know that's how you get the fans on board. People like that. That's it. It's not, you've not just got, clearly you've got plenty of money and you've not just come in with your money and gone, do something. Exactly. Everyone go on, yeah. there's the money, go and do something, make me look yeah. good. You've come in and you said, I want to yeah. take hold of this, control it and, I want to see uh, this through, exactly. which I think everyone yeah. everyone respects yeah. in the paddock. I, I think I think people have a perception of me coming from background that mm-hmm. I'm from that I'm kind of like a bit stuck up, you know, a bit unreachable. But um, I guess you all know I'm, I'm very laid back, down to earth. And for me, it doesn't matter how much money you have. Everyone's equal. We're all humans here. Mm-hmm. It just matters. Someone, you know, I've just been 
kind of lucky, a bit privileged to come from a family that I, I come from, but I don't see myself as better than anybody else. So that's my philosophy in life. Yeah, very similar to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, sorry, so I know Steve's He's got a question there. He's thinking about yeah. something. <laughs> I, heard, I, heard, I heard a rumour, I don't know if you know this, Steve, you're related to Bruce Lee. Yes, I am, yeah. Did you know that, Steve? Really? Yes. So Bruce Lee is like second or third cousin to my grandfather side. Wow. So, so I know his co- I know I know his nephew very well, Clarence Lee. Can you, can you show us any moves? <laughs> no, unfortunately. <laughs> We're talking dance moves or karate. <laughs> We've got dance moves for days here. Hey, listen, on our podcast normally, um, I do some quick fire questions. Um, yeah. Ten quick fire questions. We haven't got enough time for that, but I've just been sat here thinking and smirking myself. I've just got, I've just got three, uh, <laughs> oh, right. three, three questions. Sorry. Um, pineapple or never pineapple on pizza? <laughs> I like pineapple. I say yes. Then yes. you can only answer one or the other. Oh, okay. okay. Pineapple then. Thank you. Wine or spirits? Spirits. Ooh, I'm a tequila girl. And I'm being kind yeah. on you. Last question. In your household, who's the boss? Faye or Stuart Higgs? <laughs> no, no deliberation. That was a quick <laughs> answer. That was a fast answer. Can, can we throw the last one in? What's the last one? Josh Brooks or Peter Hickman? Oh, that, oh, <laughs> you're putting me on the spot now. <laughs> um, they both got their both one or the other uh, <laughs> for whatever reason. One answer. No, I'm not. I'm not answering that. Ooh. That's not fair. <laughs> I like the so both. I can read that in two ways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, Steve. Let's wrap it up. Let's go and head to uh, Trackside and see what's happening. Sweet. Thanks, Faye. You're Thank welcome. You, Faye. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Picture this. The sun is setting, the temperature is going down, but Steve is on fire as ever with his stats. Hey up, Steve. All right, youth. Can you uh, can you remember what happened today, mate? Do you know what? It's been one heck of a busy day today. It really has. Hey, but that's what keeps me fired up. I love it. Um, you know, uh, busy pinging around uh, with obviously Fay Hope. Having a lovely chat in a gorgeous motorhome. Beautiful, weren't it? I'd like to spend a bit of time Unfortunately, in there. Unfortunately, not nailing it down to a favourite rider. but No, we didn't. But after tonight's performance, I'm going to push the boat out and say it's probably Peter Hickman. Yeah. Flying. Yeah, I think, yeah. Well, I would say a bit of a Jacqueline Hyde. I would say it's probably her favourite will probably be Peter Hickman at the Alaman TT and Josh Brooks at British Superbikes. Yeah, she could have been diplomatic about that and yeah. said that, couldn't she? Yeah. But yeah. if we look at the uh, the times, because that's what people want to talk about, um, Hickey, on the Superstock bike, 133.2. Unbelievable. And when you spoke to him up on the TV, on the live feed, seems pretty relaxed, seems pretty chilled. And like you said, he doesn't really get going till the end of this week. Yeah, do you know what? I just said on the on the roundup, really, with uh, Mark Miller that, um, of course, we've, we have uh, another evening session tomorrow. And you're probably going to find that on Friday, which is the last day of day practice, afternoon, starting roughly 1 o'clock till 4 o'clock with no sunlight, we're probably going to see some times blitzed, you know, and the boys pinging some fast laps in and throwing a warning shot to the others. 
a shot across the bows. Is that how they say it? Connor that's Cummins. How it, that's um, how it works. He's had up a, there now. He's, he's had yeah, a good had a good chat with Connor. Not yeah. very happy. No? Not very happy at all. Um, not for any particular reason. No problem with the team or anything. It's just more the fact that I think he felt he let himself down a little bit. They were, I think they went a direction with uh, the bike, the big bike I'm talking about, Superbike. Went a bit of a direction, the wrong direction. But I said to him, I said, look, mate, that's what this practice is for, you know. You're not rushing for sessions. You've got plenty of time. So yep. if it doesn't work, you can still go back to basics and do your thing. And he said, yeah, I'm going to go and have a sit down and just kind of chill a little bit and go again. But he's, I think he's kind of in a happy place, but just a little bit annoyed because they went the wrong way. Yeah. Same with David Todd. Spoke to him during the, the switch around between Superbike, Superstock into the Supersport session. And um, he was saying the Superbike isn't where it where he needs it to be. He said the Superstock bike, absolutely pinging. But that Superbike, he's just not found the setup right yet. So hopefully, and he said he needs that Superbike set up perfectly to compete in that Superbike. He said it's no good having a Superstock bike to take over there if you want to be competitive. You need that Superbike with that extra horsepower. Yeah, in all fairness, you know, with Davey, he just needs to keep chipping away. He's still yeah. doing his apprenticeship. You know, he's got, he has got a long way to go to get to Hickey and Dean's pace. Mm -hmm. But I think he's well capable. But he just needs to keep chipping away and not try too hard. That's the big part. I had a good chat with Josh Brooks at the end of the session tonight. Uh, the sun was getting really low. He was quite happy with his twin, uh, the Defabet Super Twin. Uh, but he was just saying that, unfortunately, because the sun's quite low and there's so many flies around all across his screen, he was having to sit up and look over the screen. So it's quite tough going for the guys with the sunlight. Yeah, I suppose you've got that. You've got that to contend with. Not only the sunlight, but also as the screen gets dirtier, it'll get smeared with fly juice yeah exactly yeah. which which yeah. will just you know do whatever i don't know i'm not i'm not a scientist sidecar wise uh virtuals banged the lap in they had a problem with the shifter so didn't go for a second lap they just flew out to like they usually do to balacrane and they'll put it in the van and bring it back that way just to have a run out and check check a few things um where did they get to in times of times though they did a 118.5 yeah i mean that's slow for them is it? No, I'm checking the Mickey. It's flipping. <laughs> you wouldn't want to sat in the back, would you? But no, I think they're capable of a lot more, you know, mm -hmm. but they're not pushing too hard. They're kind of trying a few things and bits and bobs out. They had a problem with the shifter and one or two other problems. They had a bit of a wobble on the TV screen, if anybody was watching TT Plus mm -hmm. uh, over one of the jumps. But uh, Ben said that was pretty much down to himself. You know, uh, Tim Reeves, I spoke to him at the end. Obviously, he only got one lap in. Yeah, he was struggling. They were, they had a, a, an issue with, I think, uh, well, I think he changed plugs. Um, they had a, a fueling issue, so they were rushing around and damaged the lanyard, so he never got out for his second lap. Ah, uh, right, that's what it was, yeah. was it? It was, mate, uh, yeah. So, Pete Fowler, Jevon Wormsley, still chomping at the heels, biting the heels, nipping at the heels of the, uh, the Birchall brothers. Ryan and Callum, we saw them out back in action after that first night incident. Spoke to Callum uh, while he was getting an ice cream this Arvo. Big cut in his in his in his side. I didn't realise how bad that was. Yeah, stitches also. Yeah. So you know it's hardly going to be very comfortable. But I'm sure, mate, the young lads they'll dig deep and just push through it. You Absolutely. Know. But yeah, they're, they're back up there in third place. So all's looking well for a, an, another day. Very similar tomorrow, I guess. What about the other hero of the paddock, Me? Uh, Chris Pritchard? Yeah, how's Chris Pritchard's day been? Do you know what? You it's are the king of the fan park. <laughs> It's been absolutely fantastic. Do you know what, though? The people down at the fan park, they don't want to hear from the riders. They don't want to hear from Chris Pritchard. They want the T-shirt cannon. We're giving out oh, free T-shirts down me, here. No, sorry, Steve. I, <laughs> listen, I'm sure we get a standing ovation if you just rocked up onto that, that fan park. But, yeah, 
Offer something free in the fan part, they bloody love it. Yeah, I'm free. <laughs> we'll leave it there. Ah, Steve, <laughs> head back to the hotel, get a pint, get a get a nice pub lunch. You've earned it. You got it, mate. Thank you. In a bit. <laughs> <laughs>